Well, this is a little different. Uh, <laughs> Um, I've pledged to stick a little bit closer to the script than I might normally uh, just because of the uniqueness of the situation. And I would simply say, good morning. And I want to emphasize that Diana and I are both honored and humbled to be invited to represent the Great Lakes region as well as the wonderful history of Caring Community Church by participating in this special occasion. <clears throat> it's a blessing an incredible blessing to see so many familiar faces that we've not seen for a number of months. And it's also an incredible encouragement to see faces that I don't recognize. Thanks to each of you for your presence and your support represented today. I especially want to acknowledge uh, Tamar and Eric's family members who have made a special effort to be here. So it is a special day that we get to share it. As we get started with what I would refer to as the main event, um, I want to offer a few words of perhaps confession or clarification. Interpret it however you wish. Uh, First, I want to make it clear, I have never led an installation service before. (laughs) Secondly, I've never participated in an installation service before. Third... I've never attended an installation service before. (laughs) And finally, I doubt that I will ever lead another one. (laughs) So if it's the best one ever or the worst one ever, it just is what it is. (laughs) However, given our shared history, I do think, in spite of my lack of experience, that I am uniquely qualified to be with you today in this capacity. At this point, I want to begin the order of installation by asking the chairperson of your search committee, Glenn Thompson, uh, to offer an invocation. So, Glenn, if you would, please. O Lord, in Luke 10, verse 2, you instructed us these words. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out into his harvest field. In response to this prayer, we believe that you have directed Tamar to embrace the divine calling to provide leadership and direction to this body of believers. We ask you to continually empower her as a true teacher and minister of your word. We trust that you will daily fill her mind with the knowledge of your truth and that she may faithfully make known the whole counsel of God to the glory of your name and the advancement of your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Glenn. Um, For those of you who don't know, uh, the Wesleyan Church has a guidebook in terms of how we're supposed to do things. And I, since I'd never done this before, I thought perhaps I should consult the discipline. But then I realized when I retired and left here, I left my only copy of the discipline here. (laughs) So I did a little research, and according to the discipline of the Wesleyan Church, at this point in what they call the order of installation, it says, and I quote, the presiding minister may deliver an appropriate message. As you might expect, since receiving the invitation to join you today, I've spent a considerable amount of time thinking and praying about what would be an appropriate message. As I returned to the pulpit that I filled 
for four decades, tasked with the purpose of installing my successor. I eventually settled on a theme that I attempted to emphasize frequently in the months leading up to our retirement, and that is the best days for Caring Community Church are still ahead of you. Today, this thought is well-reflected in a look at a season of transition experienced by the people of Israel. And just join with me as I do a very, very quick review. In Exodus, we see that Moses felt wholly unqualified, yet he reluctantly accepted the call of God to provide leadership to his people. Moses' leadership was flawed at times, yet he guided the people through many seemingly impossible situations, and together they repeatedly experienced God's miraculously provision, miraculous provision. Eventually, after years of leadership, Moses came to understand that in order for the people he led to experience the full promise that God had for them, it was necessary for a new leader to emerge, and that was Joshua. In the years to follow, as Joshua led, and as the people walked in obedience, together they moved further and further into the fullness of God's promises. I assume that the parallels are obvious, but I will reemphasize a few anyway. Without a doubt, Diana and I were wholly unqualified when we accepted the call of God to come to Albion and start a ministry. Yet God chose to equip and empower us for effective ministry. Our leadership was never perfect, but together with those who joined our 40-year journey along the way, we repeatedly witnessed God provide in consistent and miraculous ways, which resulted in the ministry of which we are a part today. Now, as we gather here today, there are still untold promises for caring community to embrace. And we believe that Tamar is both qualified and called to provide the leadership necessary for you to move forward. It will be up to each of you and those you represent today to walk in obedience to God while you trust in Tamar's leadership. I'm going to address Tamar, and I'll start with a couple of passages of Scripture, and then we'll transition into an actual official charge. But as I thought about today, and I thought about the illustration of Moses and Joshua, there's a number of passages that stood out to me from the Old Testament. In Deuteronomy chapter 31, it says, Then Moses summoned Joshua and said to him in the presence of all the people. And I'm reluctant sometimes to take liberty, but I would maybe personalize that a bit and say, Then the Lord said to Tamar in the presence of Karen Community Church, Be strong and courageous, for you must go with this people into the land the Lord swore to their ancestors to give to them. And you must divide it among them as their inheritance. The Lord himself will go before you and be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. And then in Joshua chapter 1, it says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. 
because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give to them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will always be with you wherever you go. Amen. Amen. It is not lost on me, nor is it lost on the rest of you. In a crucial time, how many times God said, be strong and courageous. And that is what I claim for all of you. Caring Community Church, we are assembled before God to install the Reverend Tamar Eisenman, who has answered your call to become the pastor of this church, and whose installation has been duly authorized by the Great Lakes region of the Wesleyan Church. So at this time, I would invite Tamar and Eric and Mikkel and Titus to stand, if you would, please. As you well know, Tamar, the duties of your holy office are clearly set forth in the Word of God. As an ambassador of our Lord Jesus Christ, you are first of all to preach the Word of God and all its truth. You are to lead this local board administration, as well as the staff, and the volunteers and the entire congregation with all diligence to carry out the mission of God which he has given to the local church, which calls itself Caring Community Church. You are also to be the steward of the holy sacraments, which you are faithfully to administer to the people of this congregation. The example of holy men and women will compel you to pray diligently for your people and to be a pattern for them in all good works. And the charge I have for you is, do you earnestly, therefore, purpose to diligently fulfill these duties and thus be able in this life to answer before the Wesleyan Church and the Church Universal and in the life to come to give account before Christ Jesus? If so, indicate by saying, yes, I do so purpose by the help of God. I do so purpose by the, with the help of God. Thank you, tomorrow. From the words of Second Timothy chapter 4, In the presence of God and of Jesus Christ, on behalf of the Great Lakes region, I give you this charge. Preach the word, lead effectively, equip the saints, be well prepared, correct, rebuke, encourage, with great patience and careful instruction. Keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. You can be seated for a moment. At this point, I would invite Vice Chairman of your local board of administration, Dan Omer, to come up. And as he's making his way up, I would simply point out, this is a unique thing that we're doing today. It is a relationship between you and Tamar. It is a relationship between Tamar and her Savior. It is a relationship between you and your Savior. So all of this is a part of the covenant that you're establishing. And I ask Tamar's family to stand, and I will pray over them in just a moment, because this is not something done in isolation. And so it is something they are all pledging to, even though the charge is directly to Tamar. So, Dan, if you would. 
Thank you. I'd like to invite each of you to stand as we present the charge to <clears throat> Pastor Tamar and her family. And at the end, I will ask you to respond, and I'll guide you accordingly on that. And now, caring community family, I admonish you to receive as your pastor, Reverend Tamar Eisenman, whom God has given us. Accept the word of God as preached by his message to you, whether it be for your comfort, your admonition, or your instruction. Even as Christ has said, consider carefully how you listen. In Luke 8, 18, it says, Be willing to follow her leadership and be a support and encouragement to her. Remember that her calling is to equip God's people for works of service and always be prepared to do your part. Pray for your pastor and her family that the ministry offered in this place may lead to salvation of many people and that through sacrificial labors, you, together with your pastor, may walk in fullness of your salvation. Honor and esteem the one who is to minister to you. As the Apostle Paul exhorts, respect those who work hard among you and who are over you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard in love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And now I ask you this question. Do you now accept these responsibilities? And your response is, yes, by the help of God. And uh, if Eric and Tamar and kids, if you would come and kneel here, um, I, Diane and I are going to lay hands on them and pray over them. And as you well understand, historically in Scripture, the laying on of hands is representative not of anything that we bring, but it's representative of the transference and the inviting of the power of the Holy Spirit to come and work within people. And that is what we're going to do. Diane and I will place our hands and pray over them. I had you be seated so it was easier for most of you to see. But if you would just raise your right hand and join us in an attitude of prayer support as we pray over them. Our most precious and loving Heavenly Father, the office, the calling to serve you in serving your people has been ordained by you. And Father, we celebrate the fact that Tamar, Eric, Mikkel, and Titus have all on some level made a choice to embrace and lean into this high calling. Father, there is a reason why so many times Scripture admonishes those in leadership to be strong and courageous. Because we fight a spiritual battle and they will be at the tip of the spear in seeking to advance your kingdom in this unique, specific ministry situation. And, Father, you have clearly gifted and empowered them to bring them to this point. They've been recognized by the authority of the Wesleyan Church, and they have served you faithfully for many years. So we know this is nothing new. But as they fully embrace this new pastoral charge, we pray that the full power of your Holy Spirit would continue to flow through them, and also that the full power of your Holy Spirit would continually be a hedge of protection around them. 
And Father, we pray that they would have your words and your wisdom as they lead these people and that these people would come to embrace and understand that her words, her leadership, is fully ordained by you for this season in the life of this specific ministry. Father, we anticipate your continued prospering this ministry and in the process enriching each of their lives in unanticipated and exciting ways. We thank you and we praise you, Father. Amen. If you guys want to stand up. I want to make sure, if you want to turn, you can face everybody and I'll put my back to them. Upon these, your solemn promises, I now install you, Reverend Tamar Eisenman, as pastor of Caring Community Church, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, sweetheart, for being up here. Thank you, buddy. Thank you. Pastor Steve and Diana, I just want to thank you because you have set me up well. You have laid a very good foundation. And um, in many ways, I know we talked about this a little bit on the phone this week, Pastor Steve, but um, some of the things are obvious. Um, As soon as people come in here, they say, oh, I mean, we have a beautiful building. That's in good shape. Um, The church is financially healthy. There are other things that are not externally obvious and how the people here love God and they love each other and they are so excited to go out and reach others. There is a significant lack of apathy in this church. (laughs) um, That's a wonderful thing. And I, I love how they're is diversity of people in ages and economic status and um, ethnicity even. And so from, in many ways, you two have set up your successor well. But I also want to thank you because you have personally set me up to succeed. Um, I think it was about 13 years ago that you invited me to come here and share about the church we were starting in Mason. And you asked your people to listen to me and um, encourage them to believe in me as a leader and to be supportive of my ministry. And that started 13 years ago. And um, many times you would invite me back to give updates or if you're on vacation, you encourage your people to listen to me while I preach. And I just know if it was not for that, I would not be here today. So I want to thank you. And um, I'm not the only pastor who has noticed your faithfulness and how has it impacted people outside of your congregation. So on behalf of the Albion Ministerial Association... I just lost my pack here. 
All right. This says, the Albion Ministerial Association honors Steve Schaefe for your faithfulness and impact to the church and the community of Albion. You are a treasure and a gem. And it has on here 1 Timothy 5.17. Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in word and doctrine. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry, all this movement, I gotta get reconnected here. <laughs> um, at this point, we wanted to dismiss our children if you would like to go back to the children's ministry. Um, we also want to invite our search committee members up on stage. We have something for you. Dan, if you want to come too. Good. Good to go? Okay. Um, I was going to say uh, real quick while people were coming up, um, for those on both search committee and uh, the LBA after church, if we could get some pictures with Pastor Tamar and her family. Um, we tried to do that uh, earlier, and we're missing one of our individuals, so I think everyone's here today, and we want to make sure we catch everyone. So this search committee was formed a long time ago. Um, and when I say it was formed a long time ago, it was physically put in place the summer of um, 21. It was prayed about for a long time before that because we knew this day was coming. And we knew that the next steps of Caring Community Church were things that we did not know, but God did know. And so the search committee formed in the late summer of uh, 21, and did a miraculous job. And there were ups and there were downs. And the reality of it is most, gr- most groups have ups and downs. That's part of life. So we have, as an LBA, uh, uh, a, um, as a token of our appreciation, gifts that we're giving to each of the search committee members. And Pastor Tomorrow will be passing these out now. And as you can see, they are personalized in a variety of ways. Linda, Glenn's the chair, and I know he likes blue and gold, so I just went with that for everyone. (laughs) 
And these, just so you know, they say Caring Community Thanks, and it has their name on it. Thank you. <laughs> there you go. Thank you guys so much. It is not an easy job. It is a heavy responsibility. And you carried it well, and you carried it in prayer, and with the Lord's guidance, and we thank you. On Wednesday, I was just sitting in my living room and having a heart-to-heart with God about today and all the days coming forward. And there was one passage of scripture that I just kept saying back to the Lord because it so just captures my heart about all of this. And so I would love to share that scripture with you. If you will turn in your Bibles to Exodus 33. Um, Exodus 33, there are Bibles um, kind of scattered throughout. Most of them are marked with a post-it note to help you find it. But Exodus 33, starting in verse 12, and this is, this is not just me sharing scripture with you, but this is sharing my heart. And fittingly, this is also a story from Moses. Um, and... As you know, God had raised him up as a leader and he had led the Israelites out of slavery in Egypt and they were on their way to the promised land but not there yet. And the journey had been pretty rough. <laughs> and they um, got to a point where they were a little stuck and Moses was having a heart-to-heart with God about how they were going to go forward. Exodus 33, verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, you have been telling me, lead these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. You have said, I know you by name, and you have found favor with me. God, if you are pleased with me, teach me your ways so that I may know you and continue to find favor with you. Remember that this nation is your people. The Lord replied, My presence is with you, and I will give you rest. Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. Now the first time I read this, I thought, man, is Moses doubting God? Like, God just said. And the, like, just said, my presence is with you. And Moses, like, is like, well, if, I had to read it a few times before I really understood. Moses isn't doubting God. He's asking for more. Amen. He's saying, God, it's not enough if you go with me. You need to go with all of us. I can't lead them if you just go with me. You have to go with all of us, Lord. Verse 15 again. 
Then Moses said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? And the Lord said to Moses, I will do the very thing you have asked because I am pleased with you and I know you by name. And this is my heart. And I say to the Lord, God, it's not enough if you're with me. You need to be with all of us. Because it's only his presence that's going to distinguish us from any other group of people or charitable organization in the world. Many of you have asked, you know, what my vision is for this church. And... um And I'm very excited about where God's going to lead us. As I've said, you two have set us up well. We have resources of people who are have a lack of apathy, Um, leaders, other resources. There is great need in our community. The possibilities are endless. And many of you are already coming to me with your ideas, and this is wonderful. And I dream of these things. I dream of how we can bring more of heaven to Albion. But I am not as concerned with what we will do or where we will go as much as I am concerned with how we will do it. And how we will get there. We need the presence of God. It can't be our our great ideas of what we should do. It's got to be God's direction. It it can't be us and our wisdom and all our good self-help tips of how we can help people. It's got to be the power of God to heal people. And so I just wanted to end my time up here with us taking communion together. Because in communion, we partake of the body and the blood of Christ. It is his presence to us. You do not have to be a member of the church to take communion. You just have to be a follower of Christ Jesus and a member of his family. And Pastor Steve and Diane, I'm so glad you're here with us to take communion with us. Because communion is, it's not just a reminder that God is with us and that his body and blood unites us with one. It's also a reminder of how we are united with Christians throughout the world and throughout time. And so even though you two will not be physically present with us, you are part of this church and you always will be. And so I'm honored to take communion with you this morning. So Kathleen, I'm going to ask you to come and play. And um, this is how we're going to do it. Um, We have our prayer bowls up here. In Revelation, it says that the elders surround the throne of God with um, golden bowls of incense, which are the prayers of the church, the prayers of the saints. And so this is just 
a symbol of how our prayers are being collected in heaven and brought before the Father. And I encourage you to write a prayer and bring it forward. There are some post-it notes. If you're in the first row, I'm sorry. You're probably going to have to ask the people behind you. Um, But there are some post-it notes and pens, and you can write a prayer. Um, The prayer I will be writing is the prayer of Moses. That Lord go with us. There may be a different prayer that God puts in your heart to write out. But I ask that you write one and bring it forward. And when you come forward, you can grab a communion cup and just hold on to it and go back to your seat. And then once everybody has come, I'll lead us through taking the bread and... Um, the cup together, all right? I would love if you would also make a copy of your prayer for yourself, whether that be a post-it note or put it in your cell phone as a reminder, but that you also make a reminder for yourself to keep praying this prayer, all right? to pray and then you guys can come forward Heavenly Father I thank you that you have led us to this moment and we ask that you keep leading us forward we cannot be the body of Christ without Christ And so I pray that you go with us and you fill us with your Holy Spirit. I pray you sanctify the bread and juice we are about to take as a body and blood of Christ and use it to sanctify us. Lord, give us unity. I think of Jesus when he was in the garden and he prayed that we would be one with him and with each other as he is one with you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would make us one with each other and we, more importantly, you would make us one with you, that we would be filled with you and you would be with us. We thank you that you are good and wise and you only lead us to a good future. That you have plans for us. Plans to prosper us and not to harm us. Plans to give us hope in a future. I pray that we will not doubt you when the going gets rough. but that we would ever remember what you have been faithful to do in the past and that we would have faith for what you are going to do in the future. Thank you for the gift of your son. And his body and blood that was broken and poured out for us. We pray these things in Jesus' name. And Lord, I I pray also that you receive these prayers as an offering acceptable to you. 
and that these prayers would go up into heaven and be before you, Lord. And you would honor them and also remind us to keep praying them. Because you're so much better at remembering the covenant than we are. So keep these prayers before you, but keep them before us as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please come as you're ready. Matthew 26, verses 26 through 29, it says, While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and said to his disciples, Take and eat, this is my body.
We thank you, Lord, for your body, which was broken for us. And then he took the cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, he gave it to them and said, drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it anew with you in my father's kingdom. Lord, we thank you for your blood, which is poured out for our forgiveness. And we look forward to the day when we will drink wine with you in the new kingdom. Lord, sanctify us by your body and blood. And thank you for your Holy Spirit that is with us. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. a joy to spend some time in worship together. I hope your hearts are full. My heart is very full this morning. Uh, And for me, that always spills out in tears, and I just can't help that. Uh, I guess I could have been good company with Jeremiah. Anyway, we're going to share some time just singing Christmas carols and enjoying um, carols both old and new. So this first one is going to be a very brand new Christmas carol. And if you don't know it, then learn it, because we're going to learn it. We're going to sing it some this Christmas season. I hope that as you listen to the message of the words, you'll be blessed, because it is a beautiful song with a profound message. So sing along, listen, whatever the Lord leads you to do as you worship this morning. (laughs) 